Welcome to Gamers Enclave, the podcast for the gamer in you with your hosts Light, Jinjimo, and today joining us, Gomi. How are you guys doing tonight? How are you guys? How's your how's your week going? Pretty good Is so it? far, man. <laughs> Pretty good. It's been a lazy week for me actually. Oh, any any time for games during this lazy week? Yeah, man. Just been playing GTA Five. Been hopping on some scum, trying that out. That game's pretty cool so far. Uh, I know Jinjimo has been more into reading lately, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I've been uh, been doing a lot of reading. Uh, been reading all the World of Warcraft books, which are surprisingly good. I think I'm. I finally started uh, the Lich King one. So that's gonna be. Uh, I've been really looking forward to that one. But the, be the lead up. It's really, uh, it was really good. So, highly suggested if you're interested or even have a feigning interest uh, in uh, the Warcraft lore. Um, it's definitely worth the read. So, how many do you have? Like a book set total for all of those, or how many have you read oh, so man. far? I think so. I'm probably on maybe at least like ten books or more. Um, but a lot of them, not a lot of them, but a, a portion of them are short stories that are online. Um, so there, it's it's a pretty hefty lift as far as it goes for reading. Um, some of them are are quite lengthy, um, but you know, for normal fiction, it's I guess not that not that lengthy. But uh, it's uh, yeah, it goes through all of the history, basically all the way from like ten thousand years in the past before. Warcraft, uh, the RTS games, and then it goes only to present day. Um, but the 10,000 years before was the War of the Ancients, which uh, was, you know, it's pretty interesting. I, the crosses, the basically the crossing between of like what the bosses in World of Warcraft were, like Deathwing and stuff, um, those came a lot sooner than I anticipated uh, with the stories. And uh, it's really interesting to see like the young Arthas and, and stuff being mentioned uh, in books that are years before, you know, he actually ends up uh, even becoming a paladin and, uh, you know, his fall and rise, <laughs> I guess, as a, as the Lich King. But um, it's, uh, it's really interesting. Just if you, even if you're not, if, even if you haven't played World of Warcraft or, or know anything about the lore, I would suggest, um, picking them up and taking a look because just as a solid like it's a solid fiction fantasy um story nice nice yeah you know i was always interested in the freaking lore world warcraft but i just never read some books maybe maybe i, I should read a little bit because <laughs> for so much as that i played i never really read too much into it besides what was in the game um i'm sure this goes yeah. way more into detail than anything in the game Although in the yeah. game seems to have a lot of tech sometimes. Yeah, for me, uh, you know, being a fan of World of Warcraft, I the only real points I I paid attention was probably in the beginning, and then um, you know, repetition of grinding kind of got a hold of me, and I kind of just decided why you know why read all through this. I mean, even reading through it, it's not it's like a paragraph or two, right? So per quest. Um, yeah, I hardly read any of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Say when I played through the game, I'd be like, skip, 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 skip. Yeah, and when it gets down to the story elements, really, I I would mostly just care about the cutscenes and um, you know the stories that would kind of be told through the quests themselves. 
um, which, you know, in a way, uh, does does a good enough job to, to kind of set the scene. Um, but the real details um, and the, because a lot of, just like how World of Warcraft is, where it takes kind of modern day um, pop culture and, and kind of bends a fantasy feel to around it, uh, World of Warcraft, the books, I mean, the Warcraft books, they do share um, some of like, you know, history uh, of our world and it kind of wraps some of that around like, um, you know, like World War II and stuff is kind of um, very similar as far as uh, how the um, the orcs and the Drenai, um, you know, story is told and um, where there's, you know, a, a, a culture that is basically um, attacked and then another culture that's molded into being you know attacking the other culture through somebody else's um gain and uh you know influence that's external to what anything was you know really so pretty much yeah. um pretty much know, like Hitler real life and, and <laughs> pretty much like so real like, life yeah you know like uh it's very uh it's interesting um i i didn't really pick up a huge amounts of of like cross between like you know history and and uh that but when i when i read somebody giving their impression of it um it made sense and i don't know it's just a really interesting it, for an individual that under like knows the um the lands and what the the different not levels but regions look like um it's really cool to kind of already have a picture of what that place looks like for example um shadow moon valley uh you know during the burning crusades um or Drenar, right? Drenar, which is the world that um, uh, was, you know, when in the second expansion or the first expansion, when um, uh, you go into the Outlands, it's basically Drenar ripped apart. And uh, so being able to kind of already know what those areas kind of look like um, before and after the whole um, uh, whole situation, you know, when it's ripped apart and stuff. Um, that's pretty cool. You know, you already know what the characters look like. You already know what the lands and everything look like um, and all the creatures. So it takes a lot of the, the work of trying to build a, an image and retain that image in your head um, for like what a character might look like or something um, because you already know what the Lich King looks like or you already know what Illidan looks like. Um, so it's, that's kind of cool. It's very familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially, like you say, if you played the games, you're going to, picture in your mind when you're reading through all this um mm -hmm. but yeah anyways let's move on from world of warcraft to uh gomi you said you're playing gta 5 right online right now yeah. how, how is that yeah. how is that because i uh, mean i literally just started it today i mean i played a couple years back on like xbox but we just decided to hop on i mean we're taking a little bit of a break from scum um i mean so far pretty chaotic pretty chaotic because i'm running around trying to figure everything out out you know and you're just standing there on the side of the street trying to figure out what's what and how to work like the cell phone and the missions and stuff and some dude just comes by and offs you so it's, like it's pretty life. chaotic um yeah, once you get set it's pretty fun though you know once you get a couple of like you know vehicles and stuff to drive around in and get a little bit easier but definitely the kind of game obviously that you want to play with multiple people Mm -hmm. it's really easy to just somebody to just roll up on you who's all decked out and just get murked 
Yeah, you know what's funny? The only thing that stopped me from playing like Grand Theft Auto Five online was like their controls. Like I, I'm like I, I like the game for single player, but on I tried multiplayer. And I was like, man, I just don't like it. I don't know why. I don't know. Yeah, why. the controls. I mean, once you get used to them, they're they're a little. I don't know how to explain it. They're a little rough at first. It's kind of slow. The response to like turn is a little slow. I, I don't know how to explain it, but. I mean, it's fun so far the first like 30 minutes i played of it you know i got uh my buddy richie on and we've been playing for the last hour or so before i hopped on nice well i mean as long as you're having fun with it like because i yeah. know i know that we're giving money i don't know like they were giving like money in the game that is on the playstation they were trying to encourage people to go play it just by if you have PlayStation plus we'll give you a million a million dollars in uh, gta 5 or whatever currency they use yeah the version i bought i got a bunch of free like i got what was it i had a lot of free money to start with a bunch of free cars if you go and you look you can go pick out like the free cars that they have so i mean i got like six or seven free cars like two free motorcycles and a bunch of other stuff so there is a lot of incentives in the game you know that way you don't start off with nothing you know you don't just hop into the game with absolutely nothing they have like weeks i guess where you can get some free stuff um so you don't just jump into the game with Jack. Because if you jump into the game with Jack, you're not going to get anything done. You know, you're in the middle of a mission. You could join a mission with people and, you know, the dude could be a douchebag and just blow you away and then do the mission by himself or whatever. So, you know, it can be it can be kind of frustrating sometimes like any other multiplayer game, open world multiplayer game like that. You know, you get the douchebag that just wants to be a douchebag and not cooperate with anybody, which is fine. I mean, it's part of the game. It is what it is. What are you going to do? Right, yeah, yeah. Is a uh, real quick question: Is that game? Uh, is it cross-platform as far as um, servers go, or is it all just uh, localized to that console? Um, so I believe it is not cross-platform. No, it's locked to one platform only. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. Um, if you purchase it, you'll be able to play the game across different platforms. I think so. If you purchase it through Rockstar or whatever, you have the game. Um, throughout multiple platforms because I was able to sign in and use my account from Xbox. Um, oh, I really wow. didn't have much to begin with, but I used the same account that uh, I had from Xbox. So I had some of the stuff I had on Xbox. but I think I think your account mm -hmm. goes with you. So your account yeah. goes with you, but obviously you need uh, to have the game for the Xbox and the game for right. computer, like different purchases. I think a lot of us will have it on PC when epic games did their first giveaway and gta 5 was the first game they did yeah and everyone got it free which is i totally forgot about it until you mentioned it no yeah i just i have it for uh ps4 because my friend lent it to me and i also have it for pc just because of epic like you said because i never purchased the game because i bought it for the playstation 3 but i never bought it for the ps4 and now they're making it the PS5 version or next gen version, which is also going to. I don't know if they're going to add a new version to the PC side, just because I feel like it's mostly just going to be for consoles. But they were. But it's all... kind of weird how they work it because, like, I don't know if there's going to be like a GTA 6 per se, or they're just going to continue adding because it seems like they just continue adding to the game, opposed to coming out with an expansion. You know that you can buy. You got to get this expansion to work this content. Blah 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 blah. I mean, it's pretty much the same map that it's been, you know, since the beginning. They just keep adding new stuff to it. 
which is pretty cool. But I, I'm kind of banking on hopefully maybe like an expansion system as opposed to having to get like GTA 6. You know, it's going to be a completely different map, all this other stuff. And as to whether you'd be able to import your your stuff, like your, you know, all that stuff or have access to the other map. I don't know how they're going to swing that. I haven't really done much research on it. It's just one of those games we picked up on a whim and, you know, decided to start kind of playing because we were playing scum for a long time. Like the last month we were playing scum and, you know, we pretty much did everything we could do on that game and kind of decided to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, they're going to probably maintain support for it even past, uh, when, you know, gta 6 comes out just because of how far they've i mean there's even people that still play uh even the earlier ones um but i guess it wasn't obviously didn't have the same online presence um but man i've always been into the single player rockstar games and whenever they come out with i mean as soon as they start uh teasing it i'm gonna be all over that because i'm i was a huge fan of gta 5 oh, and you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 was like probably one of my one of those generational games that just like blew my mind, uh, really set the bar for what, you know, I'm expecting and games, uh, you know, 10 years from now kind of thing. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, always they always whenever they produce something, they they do it to to push the boundaries every single time you know it's yeah. it's sad to me though for red dead redemption 2 because when i when i play the game i love the game itself but the multiplayer of that game was just like oh man it was just yeah. grind fest that it made me not even want to play it and now they tried to give uh, people incentive to play it by giving them more gold but it was still grindy i just man it sucks because i really wanted to play that game online and when I tried it, I just like, no, nah, I, I don't think I can do this no more. So I just stopped. It's sad because yeah, I love Westerns, man. Westerns one of my favorite genres ever. <laughs> yeah, I was, we uh, definitely online. need to make more Western-based games. That would be that would be optimal. Yeah. Yeah. Or freaking no, on... Westerns in Space 2 would be fantastic. <laughs> like, man. Cowboy Bebop. Style. Cowboy Bebop? Like, that man. would be a dream, bro. Cowboy Bebop game. I True. would never ever leave my house again. And making an that. MMO too, like where you go bounty hunting, you go, you can do so much in that universe. It'd be insane. I would Eve love Online it. mixed with Cowboy Bebop, it's over. Oh Gone. yeah, gone. Have you never you ever have familiar? a life again? Are you guys familiar with uh, another series that takes the western and and uh, sci-fi together? I mean, it's, uh, Firefly. Star Wars. Firefly. Star Wars. <laughs> so good. Firefly. Uh, Firefly is is one of the best when it comes to crossing western with uh, sci-fi if you have a chance to watch that series it's a short series but um, um yeah it got canceled with a movie unfortunately because of fox screw you fox still yeah. hate you it, they aired originally aired it uh out of order and uh so it didn't get the traction that it should have so there's a huge um cult, cult following and uh it was so so liked um they ended up crowdfunding in order to make the uh the concluding movie the final movie to be able to kind of close up all the loopholes that were left and um uh of course there was you know a lot of merchandise around it um you know there's board games um that came out that were you know in the universe it's it's a great um it's a great series oh yes i i love that series a lot 
It sucks because I know another series that they can't, the Fox canceled that I loved. I don't know if you guys seen it, but um, it was the Sarah Sarah Connor Chronicles, I think. I don't know if you guys heard of it on um, they was back I, back in the day. Yeah. Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, man, it was in two thousand nine, and it was just so good for for its time. But the problem with this one, and the same thing with the Firefly, another reason that they got canned was due to the fact of how expensive they were to make these episodes. And they're like, well, we're not getting our money back um, at all. Um, the main character from there, Sarah Connor, I mean, I'm sure you guys know uh, Lena Hetty, which is, if you don't know her, she's basically the, um, what's her name, um, from Game of Thrones, uh, Cersei. So Cersei was Sarah Connor on Terminator's Terminator, um, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, and it sucks because it's one of those shows that's like, oh man, this is so good, and Fox goes canceled. <laughs> I was like, oh man. Seems to do that a lot with good shows. Yeah, I feel shows like, potential at least. I feel like today it would survive due to the fact that streaming services. I would wish they would pick it up somehow, but I doubt it. Yeah, I've, I heard. Um whoever's running fox now is actually trying to bring back some of these old uh cult classic and uh classics and i think firefly might have been one of them they're going to do a reboot of it well they got um, that disney money now sir <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep let me just uh make sure i'm not um uh yeah have you yeah, guys Firefly revival yeah yeah i heard um what's it call coming I... to disney plus <laughs> really Oh man, looking forward to that. Um, have you guys seen any Disney Plus shows that you've liked? Or I know Tom, you I mean Jinjimo, you haven't really seen much of TV shows, have you? On um Disney? So I I mean we watch something every night, uh, you know, after dinner, uh, my wife and I. So there's yeah, we've we've watched a number of shows. A lot of them are reality TV shows though. because uh, they're just really fun to kind of make fun of, but um yeah there is i've been wanting to watch the mandalorian i haven't watched that yet um, excellent i agree i think what i'll do is wait until it's completely concluded that's what i do with like all the shows so then i can binge it um so well if i'm yeah. being honest i feel like it pretty much feels like it he ended like the story that they were telling in the <clears throat> in the two seasons it's over um but did they conclude making new ones um well the next one they're going to release is the boba fett series um they're going to release a boba fett tv show and then uh they haven't said when they're going to do a third season of the mandalorian because they're concentrating on boba fett right now mm. so there's nothing planned in the near like <clears throat> in the near time so you're probably not going to see anything that has to do with the mandalorian for at least two years um just to the fact that there's their story that they told of this mandalorian so far well this story for the mandalorian it's over so you can you have a conclusion you have a beginning you have a conclusion which is kind of nice um at least i felt like i didn't really like when he ended i didn't feel like oh my god i i need to wait now for the next season to me when he ended i was like oh, okay cool next show like <laughs> that's how i felt i heard that they're doing a obi-wan kenobi series is that still something there yes yes sir they're working uh and they already got edwin mcgregor and then they got um oh, okay. the last uh what was his name the guy who was hated by everybody 
on that plate on uh, Darth oh. Vader. Why is yeah, he, oh um, my god. Oh, I can't remember his name. Why is um, his name blanky, man? Freaking. It's uh, Anakin. Yeah, Anakin. Uh, what's his name? Um, Jake, Jake, Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. Oh, is it Jake Lloyd? Jake Lloyd. Way off. No, wait. No, that's from the first one. That's the guy who played the kid. God damn it. No, I'm I'm wrong again. It was because I was like, oh, he's... Hayden Christensen. (laughs) Yes, him. That guy. I knew it was Christian somewhere. Okay, Hayden Christensen. The one I said played Anakin when he was a kid. Yeah, Jake Lloyd. And which I think he got in trouble. He kind of spiraled uh, out and got kind of i forget there was some something about him that happened it was one of those uh what are the stars doing now and then uh apparently he kind of went his own own way seems to be a pretty popular uh thing yeah Yeah. they're like let's get fucked up let's go (laughs) yeah i just i remember as a kid being like because i felt like for the kids in the audience um it was or for at least for me like I could really see myself, you know, like being a pod racer. Um, and I just, I don't know. I thought that was really cool, that whole scene. And, uh, you know, episode one. Stuff. Yeah, episode yeah. one was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, I actually, I liked, I like, I mean, I like the prequel. The prequels are more entertaining for me to watch than the rest of them. And I actually enjoyed the prequels more than the newer ones, too, obviously, because those were kind of crazy. But, um they were just i don't know i felt like they maybe just because i had fond memories i was all about the toys that came out when i was a kid what back in 2001 so like legos and those mini uh the the micro machine one ones where they're like the the little guys could sit in the the ships i loved if you can have a little action figure and that action figure can get into a vehicle i was all about it (laughs) nice Nice. so spaceships yeah any honestly any any spaceships and like mech suits those are my like thing i like, love baby and gundam's I still do. my dad gundam's my jam yeah my, i love gundam's mine is uh, macros yes macros robotech those are my favorite mm-hmm. like i mean gundam has awesome too i just feel like the gundam mechs were not as realistic as the macros robotech ones because it's obviously for different you know once of them have like lightsabers and all these like badass equipment the other ones just literally just have like regular guns with like missiles even though they're like shooting beans out of their weapons like it felt more realistic for some reason to me um but i love both i love both though not gonna lie because it you know it had a jet form which was really you know everyone's seen a a jet at least like a real picture of a jet and then or a fighter jet you know like f-15 or something and uh, then it transforms. It has like the half transformation where it has like the legs and the arms that come out. Yeah. And then it does the full body transformation, and it's like believable. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's pretty badass. Yeah, I I grew up with it, so that could be why I'm a little bit biased towards macros more than Gundam. But I love them both, so you know. N- also, but- I I used to always want to have one of those action figures. You know, the full diecast uh, models, the really high def uh, high like detailed models of uh, the, the Robotech stuff. They, I remember specifically they were 70, I think $75 uh, when I was a kid. And that's all I remember is like looking online, seeing them. And uh, I think it was, it was um, 
I was first introduced to Robotech through the video game that was uh, on PS2, but also was on Xbox. Oh, that game I was, was on Xbox. awesome. I still have that yeah. game. I still have that yeah. game. Yeah, and I thought I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Um, and then I think I talked to Light about it, and I was like, hey, man, look at this. And, and then you were like, oh, there's a whole anime series or, or something. And like, I just got, yeah, was, I remember we were talking about a long time ago, but um, yeah, I started looking at the toys and everything. And that was back like, I think it was after AOL, like it was, you know, you go to these these websites and the only way to find them is either KB Toys, which were those real retailers. It was like, um, if you're lucky, you could find them in KB Toys or um, there was like those online Japanese websites. Um, I think this was in high school. Well, and those were those are pretty cool. Where I where I looked for them, I looked for them on eBay because obviously mm -hmm. Japanese retailers would sell them on eBay. But man, didn't you have a friend uh, that would go to Japan and bring back stuff, or or like from his trips or something? Oh, I, I think it was yeah, yeah. I still have my friend that does that. He's um, yeah. He but he. Back then, it's like you go, couldn't get that stuff unless you knew somebody. <laughs> yeah, like, it was a lot harder back in the day before the internet. I think I probably would have started building Gundam models when I was younger if I could get my hands on them a little bit easier. Yeah, but they're a lot easier to get now. I mean, that's what I do is I build the Gundam models. Pretty much any grade. I mean, if I find one somewhere, I'll buy it. But a lot of times, most of the ones I have now, I bought online. And they're pretty expensive. Uh, that's another thing that stopped me from buying a couple when I was they, a child. Yeah. I was broke. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, the cheapest one I think I bought, at least recently, was like, I think like 60 bucks. And that's for like a really low grade one. It's not very mobile. You know, there's not a lot of, you can do with it. The most expensive one I have is like 180 bucks. It's a master grade. You know, a lot of extras. You, know, you get a lot more stickers and customization on it and stuff. So yeah, the price really gets up there. I mean, the ones that I really want are running like three, four hundred dollars. They're perfect grade, fully, you know, fully articulate. There's so much you can do with them. But yeah, have it's you seen that one that's fully diecast or it's like all metal? And uh, I think it goes, ah, it's like thousands of dollars, but yeah, um, yeah, it like does a bunch of stuff on its yeah. own. I think it's like electronic too, it, you know, like the mm -hmm. gun flaps open up and all kinds of stuff. It's got lights on it. That's the dream someday. But right yeah. now, I think my girlfriend would probably kill me if I tried <laughs> to even remotely justify that right now. Hey, you guys, whenever, whenever uh, the whole quarantine thing lifts up, we should go find a like a, a toy con or something and check this stuff out in person. Oh, I'm so down. Oh, yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's that toy shop over by uh, Pawn Stars in Vegas. Ooh. Mm. Nice, nice. Man. You know, Vegas does a lot of those toy things, I think. Like, they yeah, do. I mean, there's tons do. of conventions um, for all sorts of stuff, man. Like, it wasn't wouldn't surprise me. Man, talking about the Gundam, I was just, for some reason right now, like, you know, it would be the coolest thing to do. Be like in, like in Player Ready 1, where he, the guy releases his Gundam. Remember, you guys seen the movie, right? Well, yeah, that was like my favorite part, bro. That, that was the best. That was probably the best part. Yeah. He, he, oh man, the Gundam versus uh, Mecha Godzilla. It was just so awesome just to watch that. And I'm like, man, the day that VR gets that good, and nobody's gonna want to leave their goddamn house. Like nobody. Nope. It's nope. getting close. It's over. Yeah. I mean, they have haptics, uh, haptics out and everything. I, I kind of. Well, I think the movie idea is really cool, but I almost refuse to watch the movie because of the author of uh, the books. Like, it's just garbage. 
I'm sorry, but it's just like high school writing. It's like I know oh. it's for young adults, but his writing style is like he's writing a, a like a pay, a paper for a class. Like it's bad, and uh, I didn't really realize it until my wife brought it, like started saying, "Read this," and I was I didn't know what it was from, and I was reading. I was like, "God, this is terrible." It's like somebody copied and pasted a bunch of quotes, and apparently it was it was straight from the book. Um, so I and like the author has been known for have some really strange like ways of he reacts to well, certain opinions and stuff and it's just like I, it, I, I don't know I I think I'm the character in the book is also like a chubby kid like a pretty like out of shape like person but the one from the movie is not also you know the mm -hmm. movie is directed by Steven Spielberg so you have some really really nice co-directed no it was directed by uh, Steven Spielberg um, mm -hmm. and, uh, or, the, or the, creative director like that no he directed it uh if i believe um so some of those scenes were re really um really good done very well done and you can tell that um obviously he had some hands on it and you like the action scenes essentially the only reason i wanted to see this movie was just because of all the easter eggs in the movie like all the video game references mm -hmm. all the cool things um that's the reason you see this movie Uh, you're not gonna go see this movie for the story. The story is fine. <laughs> um, it's not the best story. It's not terrible. It's okay. It's enjoyable to me just because of all the Easter eggs and all the cool VR stuff and all that stuff. To me, that made it worth it. Um, like I really like the movie just because of all that. Plus, Steven Spielberg tends to be a very, very good director, so he can manage to salvage something that is kind of terrible <laughs> you know yeah oh, i, I really want in a movie right now but i'm scared because you know like anybody who's a super fan of the series it's just like i don't want a repeat of the dragon ball movie the original <laughs> dragon ball movie we all know how fucking horrible that was what, but, uh, what about legend of uh, chun li Street Fighter, Leon Chun Li. <laughs> I actually never watched the movies. I, I'm so weary of movies like that now. I want a movie based off of Ari Salvatore's Drit series. I mean, he's got what 30, 36, 33 books in the series, 36 books in the series as of right now, following a singular character. I mean, if you're familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, Ari Salvatore, uh, if I have my facts correct, is one of the OG writers of the D and D rule books. From a certain point to a certain point but if you're into D, &D and you're like into that kind of fandom you'll know who dritz dordin is um hands down my favorite book series i'm actually going through and rereading all of them uh just to get caught up because i'm i'm behind like six books at this point but if they were to make a movie or find somebody to make a movie man that would be an absolute hit if they do it right and he has like a stay in it that would be an absolute hit across the board you know for Super fans of the series down to people who have no idea what's going on. But that's what I'm dreaming of right now is, is no, if they're going to do anything based off of a book. I mean, you know, most movies are based off of books. That's what I want to see. But I'm also terrified of somebody picking it up and just destroying it. Can you yeah, give me I, uh... I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing but good things about that series. I mean, mm -hmm. but I hate to break it to you, but it's never the movie's never going to be as good no, as the book series. Not at all. Like I've I've 
that's the first thing you gotta <laughs> realize. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not expecting it to be perfectly spot on. You know what I mean? At least close. You know, the director's always gonna have that. You know, uh, what, what's a you know the creativity, whatever it's called. You know what I mean? But yeah, still, I, I would love to see a fairly well done movie. You know, about that series, at least a couple of the books. I mean, it would be insane to think that they could with 36 books. I mean, it would be insane to think that they could even remotely do all of the books in the series. Just maybe the first three books possibly would be absolutely wonderful. I'd be so happy, but I don't yeah, know. I, I had the same, my same favorite book series turned into a movie, and uh, and it was absolutely terrible. Like what the uh, uh, the Dune series, Dark no, Tower. Uh, Dark Tower. Dark Tower. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so I even. I even was trying to take, you know, the benefit of the doubt with this thing. And, uh, you know, um, it had like Idris in it. It had, um, uh, what's his face? Um, oh shoot. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey. It had like, uh, it had, those are only two that I can remember. Like that were really big names that I enjoy other, their other movies. But, um, and I was even on board. I was okay with, uh, like, Roland being portrayed as a uh, you know a black man instead of a white guy that's supposed to look like Clint Eastwood, and mm. um, you know it's that's okay because the way the story is and how the story flows, it's realistic if you expect it to be taken place right after the ending of the book, um, because it's kind of a, a loop in itself, you know, and um, so I was like you know what that's actually a really interesting idea people were making I you know hey this could this is probably why. Uh, this is the way it is um, and they even made you know certain characters diff- other characters different races so that which really got if they were to make it um, exactly like the books were it just wouldn't make sense because there was a racial tension between one individual that was white and another individual that was black that was completely completely abused um, Detta Walker which is the um, uh it was a black lady that was in a wheelchair um, and, you know, she, she has a whole backstory uh, and she ends up actually eventually falling in love with um, a, a white guy, a white drug addict, <laughs> uh, Eddie, uh, which is like such a well-written story. It sounds crazy, but in this, in the world and stuff on how, how it, the dynamic went, it just was amazing. But that none of that was there. None of it was even set up to even have that. It was just like, hey, we have this actor that's uh, really popular and he can portray this role really well. Uh, and he can run around and shoot guns with a, in a duster. And, uh, you know, and we're gonna throw in um, the man in black. Uh, you know, Matthew M- McConaughey is the man in black, this mysterious guy. And um, they just loosely based it around the Dark Tower series. Uh, and it was just they they basically started it in the middle of the book series. I think it was on the third book uh, in New York when they're not supposed to start in New York. And anyway, it just was even watching it, not knowing about the Dark Tower series, it was a mess. I was and, uh, I, as a movie fan, that, that movie was terrible. Like it wasn't even a good movie uh, at all. And and the worst part about it though is this movie was hyped. And it was just drawn out for the longest time for like 10 years. And then finally it's like, it comes out and you're like, what the hell is this? Like it changed hands so many times. Um, you know, it just was, I, I mean, as a kid or like 
in high school for me i was like super like stoked i finally finished the series i was like this is amazing series um you know just coming out of harry potter phase and and lear and learning about stephen king uh and reading the dark tower series and being like wow this is a real adult book like this is awesome and it just ends up you know obviously not living up to it yeah i mean honestly i feel like they can always go revisit those books because what was shown in the movie basically doesn't come close to any of the books and the problem sometimes like you say is switch hands too many times and sometimes the writer themselves like they don't pick the correct writers they don't that people because at the end of the day a lot of people don't understand when it comes to movies if you don't have a good director and a semi good writer at least you're never gonna get a good movie like you can have a amazing cast but if you have a crap script that that turd you you're not gonna be able to turn that turd into gold. Like that's not Can't possible. That turd, right? Yeah, it's you know, not possible. Um, um, what really put the final nail in the coffin is Stephen King was there for the creative uh, flow of it. You know, throughout the whole thing, and um, he was okay with it all. So I think it will not. There won't be a, a decent Dark Tower series movie, or Dark Tower movie. Uh, or movies because originally it was supposed to be i think three um deep like really high high budget movies and then really high budget and then in in between it'll be a mini series to fill in the gaps uh, on hbo and it was supposed to be like really high fidelity stuff um but then they just crunched it all into this one thing and uh yeah and until the the actual rights get transferred to somebody else i don't think we'll ever see a dark tower series uh, like, um, like there should be. It seems like there is a Dark Tower TV movie released in 2020, and it has 8.4 <laughs> on IMDb.com, oh. which I've never heard of. Um, uh, yeah, that's news to me. Yeah, that's. I'm just checking IMDb.com, and then this one popped out. I'm not, and it says TV pilot based on Stephen King's Dark Tower series. So I don't I know that um, don't even know where to see this. But, but I mean, honestly, there's... if there's a thing that they can do today, uh, they can forget about the movie and then just do a TV series, like a high-end TV series, like on HBO. God forbid Netflix. Like, I, I do not want Netflix to touch this thing. Like, I don't know if you guys know. Like, I mean, you, we talked about earlier how awesome Cowboy Bebop would be. So Netflix decided to adopt Cowboy Bebop, the movie. And, um, you know, so they wanted to go with, obviously, no white guy at all. So to, for Spike, um, they decided to use, um, you guys know Harun Kumar, what's his name? Um, John Cho? Yeah. yeah. As Spike. So John Cho is Spike. Um, and right... And right there to me, here, here's the thing. He's, he's, uh, he's Jewish, like Spike Spiegel. And they mm. already have a black guy, right, with uh, Jet. And then uh, with Faye, we have a Chinese, you know, Asian Wasn't person. Wasn't Keanu Reeves supposed to be Spike? So, That's uh, what I thought. So Keanu Reeves, this was back back in the Matrix days when Keanu Reeves wanted to do a Cowboy Bebop movie. And he wanted to be Spike. But that never got pushed forward. It never went anywhere. And then Netflix decided to adapt Cowboy Bebop. You know, they bought the rights because they have a bunch of money with all the subscriptions. And then they put um, John Cho as Spike. 
And I'm like, man, I just don't see him having that swagger. Um, no. I just don't see no. it. Uh, maybe he can prove me wrong, right? But so far, right now, after seeing what they also did with the Death Note movie, I am just like, Netflix just need to stop and chill with that. With that, like, uh, adding a black person just to be black, like turning L into a black guy. Um, they they didn't even personify like like the personification of the characters were completely wrong from the beginning. Like I don't really care if it's a black guy, but if you're not even gonna follow how the characters really are, it just takes away from the enjoyment. Like one of my favorite yeah. anime characters is Lai Yagami, which is you know from Death Note, and he is such a pansy in the goddamn Death Note movie. I'm like, who is this? This is not light. He's not a calculated person. Like he knew. The, uh, the Death Ripper or Shinigami was coming. Like, he knew that something was gonna come. He didn't cry like a little girl when he saw him for the first time. I am so worried about this TV show. And I'm like, man, I wish, like, HBO would handle it or someone else. Dude, I know. Uh, Cowboy Bebop's, like, a part of my childhood, bro. Like, uh, Adult Swim, Late Night is where it started. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's that's one that I'm really worried about. One that I probably won't even bother watching, just knowing Netflix's history with absolutely destroying them, absolutely destroying movies like that. I, I just, I can't. I, I, I probably will not watch it. Like, I'll skip over it. Man, I, I am. The only time I actually watch Netflix is if it's to to watch a show that I haven't seen in a long time. No original, any of the Netflix originals, I never touch. There's some good uh, Netflix originals, just yeah. if they're basing them off of, you know... Well, I've yet to find any. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's mean, some okay. good ones that I've Stranger liked, don't Things get me wrong. Good. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a few of them, but, like, I rarely ever look through them to be like, huh, that looks interesting, I'm gonna watch that. You know, it's, like, more like, oh, I've heard of this this show, okay, I'll finally check it out. But it's... It's just piles of garbage. I mean, I mean, there's a bunch of really good shows mixed with garbage. But then again, it's just it's just like any network. Uh, they basically anything that they can pump out, they do. Because you could watch Cobra Kai, which was a YouTube, which is really good. You could watch Ozark. You could watch Narcos. You can watch Money Heist. Um, you can watch The Last Kingdom. Like, there's a lot of good shows. But the problem, like, see those uh, Stranger Things. See those shows are good. Mostly because they're not really adapting from animes or a video game. Because once you start heading towards that direction, that's the problem that there is. There's some kind of disconnect with Hollywood and video games or, um, you know, with, with The Witcher 3. Like, The Witcher TV show, it's fine. However, the way that they decided to portray some characters is just not good to me. Like, I'm like, it could have been so much better if you guys just get those little details correct and then when they, the entire purpose is just to be more inclusive is when you deteriorate the quality of the content by some kind of agenda, which just makes the show worse. Because that show Here's could be good to amazing, yeah. so it just brings it back down. Like Trying uh, to adapt it to a broader audience than you know what the original yeah. fan base is. Because if they just adapted it entirely and marketed it towards the entire fan base, it's all about money. They wouldn't make the money. They would, yeah. you know, people streaming it if they didn't try to adapt it to a broader base of people who may not even know what the... I, I know some people were just like, man, that Witcher show is good. Or, you know, they, they have no idea it was originally a video game. 
No clue. Well, I don't know like that. So I'm just like, book. I get it from a marketing standpoint. But on the other hand, like, man, those of us who are really into these series and who watch these and understand it are just like, this is an atrocity to mankind. Like, <laughs> yeah. By the way, you should get, you guys should read the Witcher books. They're actually really entertaining. Um, I've been working through those as well. And yeah, I'm. That's on my the, list for sure. The Witcher books are for sure on my list. I have the first one. Uh, first, uh, they're like, yeah, um, next time I see you, I'll. I have a pile of books for you, <laughs> but no, I have it if you want to want to see. And the funny thing about that, too, is that like you don't even need to like try to do on wider audience because that's such a bullshit statement, in my opinion, because, OK, you adapted Lord of the Rings just fine. And don't tell me that didn't make a lot of money. Like like when yeah. you, you like I'm saying, like once the work is there, all you have to do is try your best to put it together to make it like if you if you make something for the fans believe it or not it's going to be really good and most people are going to like it because the fans like the hardcore fans even though sometimes they're nitpicky as shit i'm one of them (laughs) i am one of those people absolutely like i i'm okay with like letting little things go as long as you get the big premise correct like all little you can change some little things and that's fine but when you start changing like characters the way they are or changing like storylines completely or messing with that stuff is like you're changing the things that were good for a reason it's like yeah yeah, so that's why that's what i mean most of the time and it seems like pandering nowadays is like what sells you stuff but it has been proven and proven again that every time they do something like that most of the time ends up being nothing but trash like they decided to make um what is his name? Achilles Black in one of those Troy <laughs> in a Troy uh, TV show, and that that TV like, show has like a freaking four point something on IMDb, and I'm like, oh man, who would want to watch that trash just because he's black? Yeah. That's not what you make. That's not the reason you make TV shows or movies. That's not why. It, it's it's like Gomi said. It's all about the money, and really, and once again about the Dark Tower series. That movie was gonna be a whole different movie in the beginning. And the, the director was like, I need something to slap on this because the movie is just not going to be good, but I need something to draw in people. And so slapping the Dark Tower series on it or the name or slapping Death Note onto it, that's, you know, even if if there's a fa- if you're a fan of it, it's going to kind of interest. There's going to be some like, huh, what is what is that? It looks like they have a movie out. It's probably going to be bad, but it still has some makes you kind of want to see what it's about. And somebody out there is going to pay for a ticket to watch it or, or, you know, subscription to watch it. Um, And they might hate it, but there's going to be a bunch of other people that probably won't hear how bad it is, or maybe they want to experience it for themselves. It's just about, you know, there's a difference between an individual reading a story or, or watching a show and being like, I really love this show and I really relate to it. Or I really, I really just like enveloped in this universe. There's another one another kind of person that's just reading or, or experiencing the show uh, and is purely doing it because they're they're doing it for the money. Um, they might say they like it and all that stuff, but it, it boils down to they need to produce a product that sells regardless of the quality. Yeah, and, but uh, that's the problem. The product doesn't yeah. sell and that TV shows get canceled and that movie gets canceled and the series gets forgotten. That's my issue. My like mm-hmm. the, Their completely approach, if their approach is to make money... They're making 100% the decisions that they're not going to. 
because every time they try to force this kind of stuff, it never succeeds, it never sells well, they never get their money back, and that's the reason they're like, okay, let's forget about that and move on. That's my issue. You know what with the true selling point of it is, though, is usually the merchandise around them. Maybe, um, maybe, but if a you. A lot of the time it is. A lot of the time is trying to either sell merchandise or subscription. But if you um, don't, like with Netflix. but if the show doesn't succeed, that means the merchandise is going to die. It means that you're not going to get that many, that many shirts sold because not that many people like it. So like, I'm like in the, to me, if but you, there's a cut, it, it, doesn't it just doesn't a, a, like you are cutting your gross so much by doing those things. It doesn't need to be a long-term thing. They just want to hit a certain margin. Uh, mean, you know, as long as they recoup how much it costs to make it and then yeah. make some money. Yeah, and that's the thing is it's all just short term profit, move on to the next project. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, these big uh big movie studios, you know, they'll throw money around and somebody's some I don't know, somebody's nephew or something has the idea, Oh, I wanna see a Sonic movie and then they're like, All right, let's put some for this year, let's put some money into making a Sonic movie. That movie was pretty and good they, actually. If you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I mean they it's I haven't good. seen it and I mean, I'm not a huge movie person, honestly. I don't go out of my way to usually watch movies, but um, you know, I do notice some of those things, and it's like, you know, they. I think when it, they really did hurt was when, when they somebody watches a trailer and they're like, "Oh God, that's cringy and that's Uncanny Valley." When they see the character, and then they change the character model, because that's where what really would have affected it was the box office sales, because um, I mean. I don't know. Um, and it's good that it, it turned out well. I, you know, um, they're making that, Sonic Two now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, no, but is, it, uh, is Knuckles gonna be in it? I have no idea. I haven't looked too much. It into was Tails it. in the first one. No, it's just Sonic. No. Maybe Tails will be in the next one. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's not like it was the best movie. It was just I enjoyed it for what it was. It it's, was it's decent. A, yeah, it's it's a kids it it's a kids movie. Same thing with the Detective I mean, Pikachu. Like that was fine for what it was. Like, I, you know, it's ba- it was basically the you, original Digimon yeah, movie. Like um, how yeah? How can you how can you hate a movie with Jim Carrey in it? I mean, <laughs> it's it's kind of hard. Um, to be honest, it was rough for me. I was just like, I want to hate this movie, but Jim Carrey's in it, so I can't. Like, Jim Carrey's yeah, my I, dude. Like, the dude's amazing. When yeah. I heard about him being in the movie, I I did get excited. I was like, dude, him as Doctor yeah. Robotnik, like, that sounds really cool. That was actually. a good fit. It was perfect fit in my opinion. Like, like who else could you pick for him? I, I, yeah. I, I won't even know. Honestly, you know who would be better is um, freaking. Uh, my mind's like completely. Robert Williams. I feel like if he. Oh, oh Robin Williams. If oh, he yeah. was still still around, like I think he would have been perfect. Like he's oh. got that kind of a wacky attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That would yeah. fit like a kind of a villainish character. Um, man but well, but I, I, unfortunately Robert, yeah robert williams and you know uh jim carrey were two of my favorite oh absolutely comedians yeah. and I mean, actors and all that stuff and then and they're both amazing actors like robin williams was on a different caliber in my opinion like you know god rest his soul um he is very he he could do drama comedy like he could do it all and i was like he i was, was super surprised at his range like Mm-hmm. A lot of people, Absolutely. a lot of people would just see him for the funny guy. When, but when he started doing more like dramatic movies, like he has so many good movies that I'm like, man, just watching him on on screen was a was a delight to say the least. 
So I Another, uh, so in, in that Zach Baggins Museum, this mm. is an unpaid sponsorship. That place is amazing, <laughs> listeners. If you get a chance here in Las Vegas, go check out Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. Coolest thing in Vegas. But he had uh, the original trench coat from What Dreams May Come. Man. Mm. Oh, That's man. probably one of the things I stood and stared at the longest. I was mm-hmm. like, man, Robin Williams himself wore this, touched this. Like, oh, man, that was the coolest. I don't know. Robin Williams is like hands down one of my favorite people in this world ever yeah always will be man i i forgot about that movie oh that movie yeah, is that so movie. it's so good man it yeah, makes me as a kid like it, te- it, it makes me my like, tear yeah. <laughs> little Sad, tear down my cheek like, yeah um you know another actor that's really i has my respect is uh is jeff bridges oh he's of course. one of the most diverse actors absolutely like up there uh blew my mind when i realized what films he he did and you know anywhere from um you know movies well like tron right like the more recent ones or um uh was it uh, true grit and like doing the western stuff all the way to uh you know uh big lebowski like that guy could fit any role and just do it and make it his own like blew my mind um it was it's one of those actors that you I don't know. I, I, and then even like, like when in his younger roles and everything, like it, it, it's like one of those actors that you don't realize, like, wait a second, he was in this movie and he was in that movie. And, and it's like, his characters were so different that you almost don't see him as the actor. You just see them as the character. And it's like, you kind of don't, I, it took me a while to draw the line to realize like, whoa, like <laughs> this guy's got a spectrum that's way beyond any any actor that i've ever seen so i've, I've always had big respect uh for his character but yeah for his, his the characters that he's played yeah yeah i mean i really love him there's so many great actors um out there one actor that i'm sad that he retired um daniel day lewis i mean that guy oh man i can see why he retired but man that actor is another og like the last of the mohicans there will be mm, blood. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, the most recent was Lincoln, Gangs of New York. Like any, Absolutely. any, any freaking role he did, it was just like masterful. And I'm like, man. Unfortunately, you know, he retired, but he probably just got sick of Hollywood. And can you blame him? I, 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 yeah. I you know, I don't. Uh, I'm just glad there's some movies that I could just go back and see him as well. Um, such a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, movies. Uh, movies are one of those amazing like mediums. You know, it captures. I mean, somebody's performance in a timeless style, and you just, you know, you get transported into this new, you know, realm every time. I mean, it's a, a familiar realm, but it never changes uh, for that movie. And uh, you know, it's it's great. And and then you can tell what like sometimes what like it changes like an A plus actor to like a B up actor like for example um, like Brad Pitt you guys seen Seven right the movie Seven yeah uh, with, uh, uh, I I haven't but I've heard of it What's in the box remember that sign that that, that little What's yeah, in the box yeah. well that's where that's from um in that movie he essentially he injures himself and he just goes with the acting like. He's injured. He's going with the act. He doesn't drop. He finishes the scene, and that's the scene that makes it into the movie. Same thing with Leonardo DiCaprio and and, and Django. In Django, yeah. he like cuts himself, and like man, that's how you know it's a real dedicated person. Like 
even Christian Bale does that too. You know, he goes to extremes. Um, oh, Christian Bale's nuts. Oh yeah, man. Like the the machinist or was it machinist? I, I I don't know. My, my English, I don't know how to pronounce that word. I think it's machinist or it could be machinist. Machinist. Machinist, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it, in that movie, he basically looks like you can just break him in half. <laughs> he looks like a freaking. <laughs> Like he's just bone skinny, and then you see him in the Dark Knight. He's all like big and buff, <laughs> and then you see him in another movie where he's just really fat. So I was like, man, some of these actors Dirty like <laughs> some of these actors go to the extreme mile, and then then you get to see you know those actors that always play the same role, and you're like, man, it's it they're fine for what they do, but it's um it's like you really respect the actors that take it above and beyond what you expect anybody to do as, as an acting career, right? Because you're just an actor. Like, you're not really going to be put yourself in danger or do that. But even Tom Cruise, I, I a lot of people don't like Tom Cruise, but I just, I like his movies. I don't like him as a person or I, I'm indifferent. I don't really care because he's crazy, supposedly. I don't really follow his life. I just like to watch his movies. Like, like the Mission Impossible movies, I really enjoy those. When he does his own stunts and breaks his foot, just like Jackie Chan in the day, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, man, you you got to give him some props, even if you don't like him as individuals, because I respect them as an actor. More than that, I can't really uh, vouch for, you know, because yeah, no, acting's pretty good. His ties with, you know, Scientology, Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's right. Very... Saying, as a person. No, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. But your acting's yeah. all right, you know. Yeah. Speaking um, of Jackie Chan, I heard that he so he does his own stunts, but he doesn't do his own walking. I heard something about that. what? <laughs> what does that even mean? Walking or something like walking, doing a scene, the walk from one thing. I I don't know. Was, oh, I that's funny. Because because his leg is broken, like, so he can't walk. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I also just I want it because I, I don't know how long we're gonna go for, but I just wanted to bring up too since it was mentioned uh, through Tron, um, and I feel like. I feel like it's worth mentioning since we're hitting all the the forms of art. Um, but Daft Punk. Oh, recently. oh my heart. Years. Same. Yeah, twenty eight years. My heart, of bro. Just masterful artwork and uh, yes. Man, I feel like I, mean, I feel like we should have started this whole thing off with this, but Dude. huge news. Um, but really, uh, I mean. You only can do it for so long, man. And they yeah. originally weren't. I heard, I, you know, it was just supposed to be a temporary like uh, partnership. I mean, that you know, they're two separate artists, and they ended up sticking together for twenty eight years. I mean, um, I, I feel man. like um, their last album was really like uh, really good for for what it was. Uh, Random Access Memories on twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Like, Nashville. like yeah. I was like, man, that album was so good. And then, I mean, then again, they were really old uh, to begin with. Uh, once they started uh, DJing and all that, they weren't that young when they started. And I just remember watching the, the Discovery uh, music video of Digital Love. That was the one song mm-hmm. that got me into Daft Punk. And after that song, you know, One More Time. And yeah. the list just goes on. The whole anime genre like, goes on. incorporated into the music videos and stuff, like, that I was beautifully that, done. Yeah, it was. It, I feel like no one hit it like that ever. It was uh, no, no. genre defining, really. Uh, and Absolutely. back then, like it, 
man, who knew that the French could jam like that? <laughs> you, you know, there's a lot of really good uh, French DJs, my friend. Like, I was like... Yeah, no, like, I'm definitely not yeah. going to contest that one. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised on how many uh, French DJs I like. Like, I, I know you guys heard uh, Martin Solveig, right? Back in mm -hmm. high, oh. uh, high school, you know, hello <laughs> with uh, a yeah. Dragonette. Remember that? Man, that guy, I Intoxicated was one of his newer songs, which I really like. Um, but yeah, I like so many French DJs. Then again, when it comes to DJs and music, I'm, I'm all over the place. You can get me anywhere from dubstep to techno to hard style <laughs> to trance. Um, Kavinsky is and, also French. Uh, he did Night Call. Oh, so, man, like, that, that song. And that, that movie, song, you guys seen that movie, it's right? Wave. Uh, I haven't, no, but no. Uh, that, I mean, all the music from it, hell yeah. You guys need to see that movie. Um, if you just want to see Ryan Gosling not say a word the entire movie and just the cinematic experience of storytelling, uh, go yeah. watch Drive um, with Ryan Gosling. You won't be disappointed. At least I wasn't. It's just how raw that movie is. It hits you in a different way. Um, it's not for everybody, uh, but I really, really enjoy that movie. Especially, I, I don't remember how many lines it said. I think it was like a record on um, for the new films because you know back in the day, there were not like many words said in movies. Um, mm. Let me see if I can also, find uh, out. M eighty three is French. David Guetta. Just going down the list here. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of my favorite uh, individuals. <laughs> Oh yeah, David Guetta. Inspire me, man. I mean, I, I know. Mean, even if they're, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I know I he's not French, that. but Tiesto and Armin van Buren have to oh, give yeah. those guys props. Like they're the reasons. I mean, I, all the OGs, man. All the OGs yeah. from the Benny Benassi. Uh, yeah. Oh, Benny Benassi. Oh man, I remember our my math teacher back in high school. I thought uh, Mr. Thompson. I don't know if you guys remember, uh, but. And he looked just like Benny Benassi, and I was really into Benny Benassi back then. And like, uh, I always, <laughs> I don't know, I, I was like, holy crap. Well, um, I don't want to go too over, so um, I feel like this is a pretty nice spot to end. Is it, or you guys want to keep going? A little up to you guys. Time to go make dinner. Alrighty then. But you know, this was a really fun conversation. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and let's do some more next week absolutely any any last Indeed. thing you guys want to say before um we end we end today's cast uh stay away from making movies about our childhood show favorite I'll, anime i'll second stuff. that actually. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely i'll second that stop. please just stop just stop <laughs> just let us enjoy yeah, the originals stop. you don't have to redo it just let it go yeah yeah also deep forest is french i didn't know that great freaking group right there Deep forest i love their <laughs> nice well with this um thank you for listening to gamers enclave the podcast for the gamer in you and see you guys next week adios Peace.